the galaxy is burning. Brother fights brother, and treason splits the Imperium of Man. This is the Age of Darkness. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat, coming to you from within the depths of the Vengeful Spirit. Hello again and welcome to another episode of the Remembrancer's Retreat, a Warhammer 30k Horse Heresy Specialist Games podcast. I'm here today with Austin. What's going on, Austin? Just madness and shenanigans. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but also glorious news. Glorious news, I pray, hope. Pray tell. Uh, well, if one uh, pays attention to Warhammer community, and I would understand if you don't because... <laughs> Honestly, who has the time? Uh, although I do heartily recommend the, recommend the Regimental Standard for all your guardsmen reading. Uh, they are having a thing this weekend to Another, show all the fun new stuff that GW is doing in yeah. the next whoever knows. Another preview. Yeah, another preview. And uh, it's got most of the usual subjects uh you know some 40k some age of sigmar some adeptus titanicus which is not the thing i'm most excited about here and then a and i quote epic addition to the warhammer to the warhammer like series of games i feel like they've said that before hmm hmm but they weren't revealing maybe a possible new system before yet either under the guise of Epic. Well, there is a couple of things it could be, right? Um, I'm still a firm believer that Epic is a thing and will be a thing, um, largely based on my own wants, the fact that Aeronautica <laughs> and AT are in the same scale, so it just makes sense. And there was, a, I don't know if you remember when they did the, um, the live chat last year sometime. Oh yeah, make Space Marines uh, but smaller? Yes, make Space Marines small. <laughs> that was you know it's a, a small yeah on the whiteboard. You know mm -hmm. it's a small Space Marine. Sports fans, eight millimeter, epic, epic Space Marines. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's where I'm at because it's not a new because they've they've said it's going to be and again they could just be fucking with me, um, <laughs> but they said it's going to be a new thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Totally, totally brand new announcement. And in addition to their games, right? Um, so if you fudged it a bit, Old World could could fall into that category. Uh, it would be pretty epic for them to finally be like, hey, this is, you know, a look at the rules or it's coming out this year or whatever. Yeah. Um, but this seems like it's supposed to be something we've never heard of before. And Old World's already been announced. Um, I don't think they've actually put a release date on it. Uh, and, they, yeah. I, and they've already revealed the logo there. Yeah, so, like I mean, they've... Uh, yeah, I, mm. yeah, right. And, and that's the other <laughs> thing. So it's, it's the list of like seven or eight of their game logos, right? And this one is blacked out. So we already have the Old World logo. So if it was going to be Old World, just throw it put on. that on and everybody would still be super psyched for it because the old world is awesome um but yeah 
So strap on your tinfoil hats, boys and girls, because that's really it. Because like it, what? Because what else are we missing? Right? There's more time. Um, BFG, more time. BFG, and Epic. Those are like the three games. Unless they went really out of left field and brought back Gorka Morka. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, like Warhammer Underworlds, Kill Team, Warcry. Those are all fairly new. Yeah, those are all very new. So, like, I could I could see a Mordheim coming back. For those of you that are unfamiliar, uh, Mordheim was the skirmish game set in Warhammer Fantasy. It's sort of the fantasy accompaniment to Necromunda. But I feel like that's also taken place with uh, with Warcry because now they have cards for all the factions, regardless, not just chaos and stuff. Yeah, it's kind of I, its own skirmish game. I would expect if you were to do like an old world skirmish game that it would come in under like the war cry or maybe beast grave or something like one of those already preset rules. Right. And cause some of those are somewhat similar. Well, not really somewhat similar to Mordheim. Um, but either way, I, I feel like it'd be something you'd wait until the old world was like out and going mm-hmm. and then be like, Oh, and BT dubs, uh, here's some Mordheim war bands for the even weirder, stuff uh in old world and battlefleet gothic bless them um i've heard nothing anywhere about anything right it it would be i mean as the listeners know would make my heart very very happy but also wildly out of left field like to to have had like no rumors no easter eggs no nothing to like Oh, BT dubs, like <laughs> look look for this at Christmas time twenty twenty one. Like that would be wild. Yeah. Um but I feel like with Epic there's been enough Easter eggs and there's been enough stuff kind of sprinkled that Yeah, well, especially like you said, Titanicus and Aeronautica. And I mean, like I said summer will be here before you know it. So we got to wait for GW's big summer release. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess it could also be um, like a revitalization of 30K, right? If they're bringing a new edition of 30K in. Just in time um, <laughs> for me to get right? my rules. <laughs> right? Suck it, Dark Angels. That's fine. I'm good with it. Um, but again, I feel like that would be not a new edition. You know, like yeah. I wouldn't really call that a new addition to the warhammer like series of games 30k is a thing it would just be you know a republication of all the republication yeah like you can that you now can split the legion book into two different legion books yeah you really can a loyalist and a traitor faction book which would be pretty easy to do as a red books you know yeah that would be great but i mean again it would like when they had, you know, when forty, when Age of Sigmar came out, they weren't like, "Here's a brand new game for the Warhammer like yeah. Games Workshop." They were like, "This is a complete revitalization of fantasy." So I don't think it's gonna be a thirty k like rules update. Not that we don't need one, because uh, it would be fun. Mm-hmm. Always nice. But to my have. money's my money's on Epic. All right. Well, we'll find out in a few days here. Yeah, you heard it here first, as long as this uh, gets out before Saturday. (laughs) I plan to.
Saturday morning, listen to it. All right, but today, tonight, we're here to talk about Titanicus, finally. <laughs> right? This book has only been out um, four months, six months, eight months. It's been out a while. <laughs> They'll probably release another book next, uh, this weekend, too. I mean, they, they certainly are, because... Uh, like we said, Titanicus is on the list of things to get a thing. And um, you just don't release Titans without releasing a book to go with them. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, we are promised more classes of Titans, but I, I don't know if we'll actually get that or if we'll get a book. Because mm -hmm. um, we are, everybody thought in this book, uh, Crucible of Retribution, we would be getting rules for like demon knights and chaos corrupted titans and we didn't so we could see that in the next book and not get any new titans um although it would be great to get like an upgrade sprue or something yeah like, kind of like the uh, upgrade sprue like the uh the psychic titan which i guess yeah. isn't an upgrade sprue but <clears throat> yeah i mean well it, but, it ships from Forge World with a regular warlord and yeah. a bunch of extra bits. So it's it effectively is. it's just a prepackaged uh, expansion pack. Yeah, right. Um, so that would be great. I'd I'd be fully about that. Uh, but at the very least, it's going to be a new book uh, with new rules and new legios and all of it. And I gotta say, man, Crucible of Retribution. I don't know if it's my favorite of the AT books because there's been a lot of them, right? They, oh, yeah. they have not taken this? the foot off the number pedal. Number five, number six. I've uh, lost track. Maybe number four. I, believe, I don't know. <laughs> I believe this is number five. Okay. And it's great. It doesn't have um, like the crazy campaign rules like the last one did, which are amazing, and I love it. Uh, this one's a little bit, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not simpler, but a little, a little less crazy, okay. right? It doesn't go like crazy missions or things like that. Well, it's got some crazy well, missions. It's got, it does. It does have four crazy missions as far um, as like a, a, like you mentioned, a campaign setting. Yeah. So the, the whole background of this is the Cataclysm of Iron, uh, which is what happened for those of you that are familiar with the Gaunt's Ghost series, uh, in kind of that same sector of space. And uh, it's just got all sort like Erdesh is in there, which is one of the principal uh, targets of the ghosts. And all pretty much all these Forge worlds, minor Forge worlds for the most part. Um, but together, Forge world's strong. Yeah, right. Together, it's friggin' like a dozen two dozen forge worlds and their associate shenanigans and the whole timeline uh from the start of the heresy until the last bunch of traitors get put down essentially uh, and it is wild yep. so looking at the table of contents we have the background fluff looks like we have eight legios Yep, uh, eight legios, four loyalists, four traitor, which yep. is exciting. Yep. So for the loyalists, we have the morning stars, the firebrands, the wa the fire wasps, the iron spiders, 
And for the traitors, we have the Impalers, the Gatekeepers, the Dark Tide, and the Unbroken Lords. Not uh, not trying any of their Latin names today, are we? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> I'll give it a Sorry. shot. I'll give it a shot maybe later. It's all right. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> all right. And let's see. We also have two new maniples, looks like. Yeah. And they are, <laughs> they're real ungentlemanly. Uh, there's the preset battle line maniple and the Ignis light maniple, mm. which we're going to, we're going to dive into here in a second. Cause mm. in all of these books, yeah, the, the new maniple is the one that's the most interesting thing for the most people because, like, sure. you know. Anybody can use it effectively. Yeah, Legio Domitium, the Unbroken Lords, is fantastic. Uh, but, you know, if you're you already got your Titan Legio, not super interesting. Right. Uh, there's also four new Night Houses, which, eh. I mean, the, the thing with the Night Houses in AT is the only interesting thing about them is their like essentially their warlord trait right so like there's a bunch of cool fluff in there there's some great paint schemes uh they're cool a night house is a night house is a night house especially now that you've got <laughs> the uh the allegiance specific um, oh yeah warlord traits which you would take instead of your like bespoke house ones mm-hmm and those are pretty good, both for Loyalist Black Shields and Traders. So, eh. <laughs> but, but honestly, that just drives the point home. It's Adeptus Titanicus about the big boy titans. You're like super special snowflake nighthouse is nothing but chaff in this setting. <laughs> like, what are nice oh. scale three? Yeah, they're scale three. Yeah. A Warhound is scale six. Uh, you can get some bigger, you know, the Acastus is, mm-hmm. I want to say, like scale five or something like that. Gotcha. But they're chaff, and they <laughs> don't work real hard at this point gotcha. <laughs> to, like, try and convince you otherwise, which is fun. Like, I've got a Nighthouse. Uh, I've played against Nighthouse. They're a lot of fun. They can be effective on the table. Yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, such as it is. Uh, there's also four new missions, and I've actually played one of these already. Uh, I've played the Censure of Erdesh with Stephen and Dave the other day, uh, them being my designated pandemic uh, gaming companions. <laughs> and it was wild. Yeah. Like, people really, like, if you're, if you're not playing these narrative missions, uh, it just adds such an interesting twist to the sort of, you know, normal stuff that you do. Because, uh, like, my, my whole goal, all I had to do was live. Right. I could have won that game firing zero shots. I, I fired a lot of shots, don't get me wrong. But it's... And there there's another mission in here that uh, is just a trench scenario. Like, mm-hmm. you're attacking the enemy's, like, infantry trench lines. you got to fight your way through three the three lines of enemy trenches. Huh. Uh, there's just so much cool stuff going on. And that's, that's, that's actually what uh, Dave, Dave, Steven, and I have started doing is just every two or three weeks, one of us picks a mission and we play it uh, as like a 2v1. And it's been a bunch of fun. Neat. 
And then lastly in the book are the Echoes of Glory, which are rules for fighting on death worlds, forge worlds, and hive worlds. Uh, and actually there's bespoke missions, right? Yeah. So it's a whole, like, new objectives, new shenanigans. There's fighting on the edge of a chasm. There's fighting on a for on a death world that has a bunch of megafauna on it. So yeah. if you like stumble into the wrong thing, you get attacked by monsters and it seems like a solid update. Yeah. Or addition, yeah. I should say. Expansion? Expansion. Yeah, it's kind of it's not a codex. It's but it's something. What is it? It's, yeah, it's just the crucible of retribution. <laughs> no no further comments. Right. It's a supplement. I'm sorry. An Adeptus Titanic oh, is supplement. Excuse me. Set in the universe of Warhammer 40,000. <laughs> so with that, which one do you want to get in first? Yeah, want to do the, uh, the maniples? Yeah, let's do the maniples because... All right. They are wild. We're going to start with the precept. And uh, which page is this? That's on page 57. Go through my EPUB. 57, you said? Yep. I am here. Okay. Yeah. So this is a fun one. I've I've played this maniple um, with a trait that allowed me... So what it is, it's a, a warlord, a warbringer, and a warhound are the compulsory components of this maniple. Mm -hmm. And then you can add a reaver titan and one additional warhound. Uh, and the maniple trait is flexible tactics. At the start of each strategy phase, before any orders are issued, the controlling player may choose a single order for the precept maniple. Uh, if multiple precept maniples are present in the battle group, each maniple can pick a different order. Until the end of the round, titans within this maniple can be issued that order on a 2+, ignoring any modifiers, positive or negative. Any titan issued an order other than the one chosen makes command check as normal. Hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's real good. Uh, I played this, uh, and the I have a DIY Legio that lets me swap a Warhound for one mandatory component. So I've played this uh, with a Warlord, three Hounds, and a Reaver. Ooh. And it was a lot of fun. Because this is another, like, simple maniple. Like, any Legio can benefit from it. Because you're just picking, like, what whatever order you want to do the most, you just say, okay, I'm doing it on a two-up. Uh, no modifiers, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and it, especially since now, there's a good amount of Legios out there that give negative modifiers to their opponents, right? Yeah. Uh, and there are some that give it to themselves. Uh, Steven's Legio uh, takes Dark Blessing, which gives him a minus to command certain command checks. Ignores that just two up, ignoring any modifiers. All right, go for it. <laughs> and it, it's great because the amount of times that I've wanted to do something with a friggin' warhound and failed that, ah, yeah, <laughs> long suffering. Now, this is long definitely suffering. solid, and yeah, I feel like it'd be really good for a uh, early on in the game and late in the game when you just want to. Mm -hmm. focus everything you've got yeah because early on in the game 
most of the time you'll have multiple titans trying to do the same thing you know yeah uh like all right i want these two groups of warhounds to full stride i want to first fire with you know my warlord and my warbringer and that's fine you know it's always better to do it with multiple titans um and then late game you know fuck i got two titans left and one of them's reactor is going bad and if i don't emergency repair it's going to kill itself uh, well emergency repair on a two up man just do it moderati wounded nobody cares like princeps wounded nobody cares just <laughs> two up go for it it's fine yeah this is a very it's kind of, it's sort of like the axiom right it's it's also a good beginner mana pool which is nice because it's got a little variety i think it i think you can get it for like one of the starter sets and like an additional titan uh, so uh kind of difficult to do that because i don't think there's any starter set that has a war or warlord reaver and a warhound i don't think anyway did the original one? I can't remember. Yeah, the original came with Warlord and Warhounds, right? No, yeah. it didn't. No. One of them did. <laughs> no, the original came with Warha with Warlords and Titan and uh, Knights. Oh, you're right. Then the second All one right, came well, out with Reavers and Warhounds and Knights. Ignore me. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you got the box. Um, but no, no, you're right. They do have a they used to have a box where you get one of each minus the Warbringer. Yeah. That's the one I was That's, thinking. Yeah, of. yeah, yeah. There yeah. was there was that box set with the Warhound or the two Warhounds, the Reaver and the Warlord. You're right. Yeah, and I mean honestly, I feel like most people that get into Titanicus wind up having one of each, at least know, just because the models are awesome. So like, why not? And Titanicus, I mean, has decent uh, box sets. Yeah, like they got good box sets. It's not. And, you know, yeah, sure, it's expensive to buy your one Warlord, but you don't really need more than one Warlord. You know, like, you can use one effectively, so why not pick it up? It's the, it's a Warlord. What are you going to do, buy the 28-millimeter version? <laughs> nope. Yeah. Buy a couple for that one. Yeah. And just stand them up on buy top of Buy the whole damn other. maniple for that one. Yeah, easily. A couple of times over. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that's a precept. Or the yeah. precept, yeah. I pronounced that right. Yeah, yeah. All right, then we got the Agnes Light Maniple, which looks like a lot of Warhounds and a lot of uh, uh, Serastists. Serastici. Serasti? Serasti, yeah. Agnes, mandatory components of three Warhound Titans and one Serastis Knight Banner. And you can take an additional two Warhound Titans and, and an additional two Serastis Knight Banners. Uh, their Maniple trait is Scorched Earth. Units within this maniple add one to the die value of any weapon with the Firestorm trait. In addition, they may reroll armor rolls of one for attacks made with a weapon with the Firestorm trait. And also, Serastus Knight banners within an Ignis Light maniple must be upgraded to Serastus Knight Archeons. In addition, Knight banners included in this Ignis Light, Light maniple within six inches of a Titan from this maniple may be issued a first fire or full stride order without the need to make a command check if that Titan has been successfully issued the same order this round. That's a mouthful. It is. There's a lot going on. Uh, and I got to admit, I, I slept on this maniple a little bit because I looked at it and went, I don't have Knight Acherons, so fuck it. <laughs> 
uh, Knight Acherons being, of course, the ones with the, the flamethrowers. Yep, flamethrowers and chain fists. Yep. Um, and I was like, eh, Firestorm. Like, yeah. No, I was wrong. And let me tell you why. This is such an effing rude maniple. <laughs> so, Stephen, I and I'm glad he doesn't listen to this podcast because he would get real annoyed at me. Stephen brought this against me mm-hmm. in the cleansing of her dash. Uh, and his Legio has a thing where they can push the reactor to fire flamer or melta weapons twice. Oh, wow. That so is he had, he had a hot dog, <laughs> the double flamers. Yep. Yep. Uh, and this, and I thought to myself, yeah, flamer hound can can be annoying, but really, what's what's the harm? <laughs> it accounted for three of my engines that game. Jeez. That single Warhound. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. It was incredibly disrespectful, and I didn't like it at all. Uh, and this is why, right? So you add one of the dice value of any weapon with a Firestorm straight. <laughs> now, the, the Titan version is strength seven. All right, so you're getting four shots at strength seven, re-rolling ones. But it gets better than that because you're a warhound. And what do warhounds do? They run in packs. And when you're running in packs, you get plus one to the armor rolls, which essentially makes them strength eight, re-rolling ones. (laughs) And then remember, you're a warhound. Hitting someone from the front means you're bad at your job. Right, you guys do the old. <laughs> and he had some effing thing that let him uh, add plus one to the strength of his flamer weapons. <clears throat> <laughs> some sort of war gear or something? or Yeah, so oh, it was essentially a strength nine flamer. Oh my God. <laughs> and he had up to 16 shots with it that auto hit and re-rolled <laughs> ones for armor rolls. <laughs> Very disrespectful. And the knights, if anything, were worse. Now, granted, I took care of the knights real quick because everyone could see what the problem was going to be there. Um, but they ran right up to my reaver. He had a banner of four of them. Yep. Uh, and each one fired its flamer. <laughs> and each one added an extra die to that flamer attack, right? And was re-rolling armor rolls of one. And, of course, for location, he rolled weapon. So (laughs) all of those knights immediately (laughs) died. But we were kind of, we were looking at it. We're like, my God, if you'd rolled anywhere else, it would have one-shot at my reaver. Yeah. Because that is the downside of the Warhounds doing it, is that each weapon... Uh, rolls location die individually. And because it's a template weapon, you can't call shot. Right. So you're always running the risk of, you know, the first one hits the body, the second one hits the leg, the third one hits the head, and you never kill anybody that way. Right, right. But with the knights... They all roll on the single die. Yeah. Four of them are still rolling that one hit location. uh, And it's just so rude. (laughs) <laughs> like it's 
horrific. And you know, even without you know his legio specific benefits, it's still a really, really nice maniple. Uh, as long as you're willing to invest a little in the in the fire. And it's a light maniple, which of course everybody knows. I'm a warhound guy. I love light maniples. Uh, it's great. I honestly, I may have to get uh, some acarons now. Because why not? And then, you know, you get uh, the, the knights get full stride or first fire for free, which is great. Your first fire probably not going to be happening that much if you're trying to flamethrower people. Uh, but the first turn or two, full stride is kind of what your warhounds are doing anyway. Yeah. So. Want to just roll with it. Right. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a hell of a maniple. It's a shame Steven isn't on to sing its praises. Well, one day. One day he'll be back. He's under the mountain again. Yeah. <laughs> Earning that bread. Good luck, Steven. Mm-hmm. Emperor, go with you. So, with that, want to take a look at these uh, Legios? Yeah, where would you like to start? Uh, let's start at the beginning. I believe they have the uh, loyalists first. Yes. All right. So we got the lead. Yep. Page thirty-three. Yep. We have the Legio Astraman, the Morning Stars, formed during the Age of Strife to protect the Forge World of Greya. The Morning Stars developed a close bond with the Raven Guard, serving alongside the Legio Astartes forces often during the Great Crusade. Much of the Titan Legion's strength lay in their dedication to a cause, for, once act, once set upon a path, only the cold logic of their tactical data predictions could deter them. No matter how dire the circumstances, all knew that the Morning Stars could be counted on to stand fast in the face of any danger. That sounds like a Loyalist Legio there to me. Right? So with that, they have Legio Trait Unyielding. When activated during the movement phase, a Legio Astroman Titan can choose to voluntarily awaken their machine spirit. This counts as the Titan's activation. If they do this, advance the reactor status marker by two. The Titan automatically fails their command check to quell the machine spirit and applies the stalwart result from the awakened machine spirit table instead of rolling. The chosen Titan cannot be activated in the subsequent, in the subsequent combat phase. That is interesting. When yeah. activated during the movement phase. Uh, and stalwart, for those of you wondering, uh, is you make a repair roll for the Titan and the effects are applied immediately. Huh. So this is really, really nice. Uh, for getting, you know, hey, how many times, too often for me, you have a Titan that's effed up and you try emergency repair and you fail the order. Yeah. And you're just sitting there like fucking dead now, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so does this mean that um can you still move during that movement phase? No. So if you whatever happens on the machine spirit table when you fail is your activation for the turn, right? But you still get to shoot oh, I see. in the okay. combat phase. Uh or, or you could take a Titan that's really, really screwed up, you do emergency repairs, get the repair roll with plus one. Then you do this, then you have your actual repair phase, 
So between, you know, the first, the combat phase you got screwed up on, and the next time the enemy gets to shoot at you, you can have three sets of repair rolls done. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Or even say you have a, a Warhound, you know, it's got some body damage, it's in the red, it's going to blow itself up if you don't cool it down. You only have those two dice. All right, great. It worked. I'm still in the orange. I could still die mm-hmm. from emergency repairs. Uh, you know, emergency repairs, you can either move or shoot. Uh, hell, when I activate it in the movement phase, I'm just going to sit still and apply the stalwart result automatically. You advance your reactor by two again. Actually, that's a bad example. Because <laughs> you're just heating up your reactor after you're trying to cool it down. Um <laughs> But, like, you know, you want to bring that weapon back online. You need to fix that critical damage. You're trying, you know, you're trying to relight voids. Uh, It's great, especially for the bigger engines. Like, I used Warhounds in my example, but really somebody like a Warlord is going to benefit the most just because you're rolling more dice. Right, right. see. Uh, Next I have for one stratagem point, Strength and Resolve. This stratagem can be purchased by any Legio Astroman player. The Morning Stars player may reveal this stratagem when activating a Titan during the strategy phase. Until the beginning of the following round, attacks made against that Titan gain no bonus to armor rolls as a result of damage already inflicted as indicated by the command terminal. This counts as the Titan's activation for that phase. Again, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, like for, one, for one point. Yeah, because like so, <laughs> poor Kaylee. Oh, can you hear her in the background? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's my poor golden retriever that gets no love or attention or pets at all. She's very sad because we're talking about Titans instead of her. <laughs> um, but yeah, strength and resolve is fantastic because a lot of a lot of legios like mine, um, and especially the light legios, right? We want to kill things with that mega bolter. <laughs> and so the trick is you fire your plasma, you fire plasma maximal, and you break the enemy's armor, right? And suddenly you're getting plus two, plus three damage. And those bolters that can't really do anything to an unhurt Titan are so, suddenly counting as strength seven. Yeah, suddenly a serious issue. Yeah. Um, or even warlords, right? Uh, yeah. Can't tell you the number of Titans that I've had the missiles, which are strength four, and just called shot. They're strength seven now. <laughs> Blowing like 10 shots. I can do it. Blow you to pieces. Uh, hell, even Gatlings can, on the Knights. On a bad only, Yeah, only strength three. But if they're hitting a Warhound or something, they can get the job done and have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it ignores the armor bonuses for damage. So not for facing. So if you get behind... It's still gonna still gonna cause a bad time, um, but, but definitely can hamper your opponent's. Uh, yeah, it can it can certainly cramp their style. And for one point, I I really really like this stratagem. Nice. Coming what else in, we got? Coming in at three stratagem points, we have stand firm. This stratagem can be purchased by any Legio Astroman player. The Morning Stars player may reveal this stratagem at the beginning of any round. For the duration of that round. Any friendly Legio Astroman Titan can merge Void Shields with any other friendly Legio Astroman Titans as if they were part of the same squadron, 
so long as none of the Titans sharing void shields have moved this round voluntarily or involuntarily. Are we saying that we can vo- uh, merge void shields with warlords? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They are. Um, I, I got to admit, though, this Three one... points is pretty pricey, though. Yeah, this one I'm not a fan of. Uh, just because there's so much going on to make it effective, right? Yeah. You need you need to be in base-to-base with a friendly Titan that you're not a squadron with already. Um, you can't move that round. You need it to actually happen when the enemy is probably going to shoot at you. You know, like, there's a lot going on for a three-point stratagem. Uh, especially when most games at like kind of the normal points level, you'll have four stratagem points. True. So is this where you want three of them? Yeah, and you got to play it at the beginning of a round, not like interrupting or anything of that nature. Yeah, you got to know it's happened. So you you essentially have to set this up in the previous movement phase. Yeah. Uh, A little situational for sure. It's real situational because honestly, I can't tell you a time when I've had Titans from that aren't part of the same squadron be close enough that I could be like, oh, well, it's only another inch to move from base to base. So, yeah, this is a good time to you stand firm. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. And, you know, maybe this will be like the Ignis Light Maniple and somebody will use it and be like, bro, I totally want a game by doing this and you're a fool and. I would like that because I think AT overall is pretty balanced. It's got some good and bad stuff, but for the most part, you can take anything and have fun with it. Sure. Uh, This one, though, you're putting a lot of effort into making 75% of your uh, stratagem points do something for you. Yeah, probably want to take those stratagem points elsewhere. Yeah, but hey, you have strength and resolve, and that's amazing, so don't feel bad. So moving on to the Legio-specific war gear, we have Maglock shells. Any Legio Astroman Titan armed with a weapon with the Ordnance trait may take Maglock shells so long as that Titan does not already have an upgrade affecting that weapon at a cost of plus 5 points multiplied by each weapon's dice value. For For example, a Reaver Gatling Blaster would have a cost of 30 points. Each weapon a Titan is armed with must be upgraded separately, Add one to the result of all armor rolls made by a weapon with this upgrade when resolving an attack made with an ordnance weapon. Rolls of a natural one are still a superficial hit. Yeah, this this is another good one, I think. Uh, it is a little expensive, but it can it can be amazing. So, for example... So five points multiplied by the weapon's dice value is the cost of the weapon. Okay, I understand now. Yes. So it's 30 points to do it to the Warlord, the Macro Gatling Blaster, right? Uh-huh. But that makes it six dice strength eight, um, which is, uh, it's devastating, right? <laughs> like, yeah. It's six dice strength eight. That's the same strength as the Turbo Laser Destructor, but three times the shots. Yeah. Uh. It's fantastic, and it's also only 30 points. And I know that sounds like a lot. Um, but in the grand scheme of weaponry for a... 
I mean, it, it does double the cost of the weapon. Yeah, and But the damage output, but the that ex- potential for damage output is yeah, like... Whoop. That extra point of, of strength is pretty fantastic. Uh, a little less good on the Reaver just because it's strength five, so it becomes six dice strength six for 30 points. Yeah. And the, But the Gatling Blaster is only 15 points to begin with. So, you know, you're saving a little there. But at the end of the day, a lot of Legios, especially Legios that aren't the DIY ones, because I feel the DIY Legios uh, tend to buy, like, weapon upgrades as some of the things they can do or, thing, you know, yeah. armor upgrades or weird stuff. Once you've bought your Titan and bought the weapons for it, like, that's it. You're, yeah. And you don't get any bonuses until you're a couple of hundred points less than your opponent. So it's not like, oh man, I got 90 points. What am I going to spend this on? Did you bring a night banner that's not max size yet? You didn't? Well, there's nothing you can spend it on. (laughs) (laughs) Deal with it. Right. Uh, So I think this is... This is better than it looks on the surface because a lot of I'm sure a lot of people looked at it and went ah well one point one extra point of strength to double the and double the cost of the weapon. It has to be an ordnance weapon as well. It does have to be an ordnance weapon, so it's it's the Gatling family of weapons. Uh, what about the Warbringer? I'm trying to think uh, what that. As far you, can as put a, you can put a Gatling on a Warbringer. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Legio specific personal traits. We have on the D3 table, we have Steadfast at number one. When the Princeps Titan is required to roll on the Awakened Machine Spirit table, they may instead choose the result from the table instead of rolling. If they do this, increase the reactor level by one in addition to any other effects. So let me stop you right there. Sure. What do you think this... Uh does with their legio trait with unyielding yeah let's see it applies well i guess it's it's not they're not being told to roll on the legio trait uh-huh. yeah because not instead of rolling because right, unyielding automatically brings you to stalwart instead of rolling so but still being able to choose what you want on the reactor table yeah, the the downside of it, or though, the awakened machine spirit table, not the reactor table. Yeah, the awakened machine spirit table. Uh, the downside, though, is it doesn't say you you can automatically you can choose to fail that awaken the machine spirit. Well, I mean, yeah, because it's only after you failed that leadership check. Oh, right, right, right. right. And your warlord or your your princeps senioris has a bonus to its command checks. So you're failing it less often than you would otherwise. So like if you're a warlord Titan with the Prince of Senoris, your checks are two up, you know? Yeah. Like if you're a reaver, your check is two up. How often is this really going to come into play? Eh. But on the other hand, when it does come into play, you're going to want to choose because it'll Mm -hmm. certainly bite you in the ass. And might allow you to be a little bit more regressive and not worry as much about rolling on the table. Yeah. And and even if it's a rare occurrence. Yeah. I mean, push that reactor, bro. I mean, it's, it's, let's get predatory, right? When a situation arises, it's a great power to have for sure. Yeah. Like 
Be wrathful. Do it. Yeah. Next up, we have uh, Diligent. Once per battle during the strategy phase, the Princeps's Titan may be issued an emergency's repair order without the need to make a command check. I like this one a lot. Like, you never seem to fail an order quite so often as you do an emergency <laughs> repair order when you super need it. Yeah. Uh, so even though this is a once per battle thing, uh, that can make or break you, especially mm. for your Princeps and yours engine. So I really like this because, yep. man... Even that two up, it fails an awful lot. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Immovable Bastion. Once per battle, after resolving the effects of an attack made against the Princeps's Titan by an enemy Titan as part of a charge order, the Princeps's Titan may immediately make a smash attack or an attack with a weapon with a melee trait against the attacking unit. I like this one. Mm. Um, it is a little... Eh. Um, because I feel like it really only comes to its own if you have a close combat weapon on your Titan. Mm -hmm. um, the thing that kills me, though, with this is you have to resolve the effects of the charge by your enemy first. You do, you do. But weirdly, uh, as long as you haven't been charged by an enemy warlord, and if you have, what are you doing? You'll probably live through the charge order itself. Okay. Uh most Titan close combat weapons only have two or three attacks. So, you know, that can get real nasty because it can be six attacks. But if you're fine, when the attack hits, it's really hard to one-shot you. Mm -hmm. um, what'll probably happen is they'll charge, do a shit ton of damage, and then in the following combat phase, they'll get the engine kill. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like, especially if, you've, if your Princeps is in a Reaver or a Warlord, you'll probably be able to fight back. And if you're running a punchy Legio, why not? Yeah. But I, I think your Diligent is, unless, unless, like I said, you're specifically running punchy Titans, Diligent is the way to go. Just can't beat a free repair order. And that's the Legio Astromen and their beautiful... Yeah. Uh... Elmerald green. And yeah, white emerald and black green. stripes. I I do like a good green. And it seems like blue is sort of the spot color on like their shoulder heraldry and whatnot. Yep. Gold trim. Classy. Yeah, it's pretty. It does remind me a lot of your uh, custom Legio with that green. Yeah, I you know, <laughs> <laughs> it pains me so much how easy it is to do that green now. It used to be, I have a, a metallic green Legio, so it's lead belcher and then highlight some lighter, or just a heavy dry brush, some lighter silvers, uh, and then Athonian camo shade wash, Bealtan wash, Athonian camo shade wash, which is really tricky and really painstaking and really stressful because if it pools at all in the wrong spot, you've just ruined the whole model. Uh or you can just use uh, green contrast paint and just be done. <laughs> <laughs> Take your pick. Right? So yes. now we have, go ahead. Uh, Legio Ataris, the Firebrands. Young by the standards of other Titan legions, the Firebrands were formed in the latter part of the Great Crusade on the remote world of Atar Median. 
Distrusted by their brethren due to the circumstances of their founding, Legio Ataris has forever striven to prove themselves, gaining a reputation as being independent and headstrong. Perhaps their most defining moment during the Great Crusade came during the Shadim Drift campaign, when the war master callously sacrificed dozens of their titans to attain victory, an insult that the Legio would not soon forget. Can't imagine what they were fighting where they just callously sacrifice dozens of titans yeah, right? to attain victory. You're supposed victory. to be the fucking like good at this. <laughs> During the Great Crusade, what in the world were they fighting? Dozens of titans in the late in the late Great Crusade, right? Like yeah. they were formed in the like what <laughs> what happened? Ah man. To learn more, read Crucible Crucible of Retribution, the fluff section. Oh. <laughs> um yeah. So, so what we got here? Uh, well, we got the, their Legio trait is seizing the initiative. In the first round of the battle, a force that contains at least one Firebrand's maniple may re-roll the die to determine who will choose first player, but only if they rolled lower than their opponent. Uh, if they win this roll-off, they must nominate themselves as the first player. All right. That's cool. That's, uh, that's kind of neat if you like going first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if it's a strategy you use all the time, go for it. Yeah, it is the first round, which is a little bit of a bummer because obviously it, it matters less if you go first in the first round than following on. For sure. But there are some scenarios where you're like, deploy your whole Legio 10 inches away from the enemy. <laughs> go. And you know what I'd really like to do in those situations? Go first. Yeah. Or maybe during a deployment you get yourself some nice lineup shots with some yeah. long range uh, warbringers right. or warlords. And you really want that first blow to shake him to his core before we start actually playing the game. Yep. Or, you know, one of those weird setups where you got to put the light stuff way out in front and like, you know what? I'm just going to massacre that warhound. Make an example of that poor little guy. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a good one. Uh, so this is another one that has two Legio specific stratagems. Uh, the first is Impetuous Machine Spirit for one stratagem point. Reveal the stratagem when a Firebrand's Titan would be required to make a roll on the Awakened Machine Spirit's table. Rather than rolling, the Firebrand's player may instead choose to automatically imply the Impetuous result, rolling D6 plus 2 rather than D6 to determine the distance move. <laughs> Interesting. I'm starting to see a pattern here. Yeah, uh... And the impetuous result is just move D6 straight forwards. Yep. Uh, and at the end of the move, you turn 45 degrees towards the nearest enemy unit. So this is not bad, especially nope. if you're a punchy legion. I was about like, to say, bring some melee weapons when you find yourself up toe-to-toe -to -toe with someone else after yeah, that roll. Yeah, right? Like, oh, I push it for speed. Oh, I, fuck, I awaken the machine spirit. Something's going to happen. I'm just going to sit here and die. <laughs> uh, nope. You know what? One... Not even worry about it. And this is one that for one point, I think it it could be worth having in your back pocket. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a fun little thing to have. Uh, and their next one is Maniple of One for two stratagem points. Uh, the Firebrand's player may reveal the stratagem at the beginning of any round. For the duration of that round... One Titan in their force may gain the benefits of any maniple trait normally available to the Firebrands. What in the world? 
Note that while this stratagem is in effect, the Chosen Titan loses any other maniple trait it may have and does not count as being a part of any other maniples. What in the world? This so this is... feels like it's just ooh, just ripe for the picking for uh, min-maxing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the great thing about this is it's two points. So yeah. it's an investment, but it's not all your fish in one basket, right? And I like the fact that you don't have to choose which maniple beforehand. Yeah. It looks like yeah. you can just choose it as soon as you set, throw down the card. It's like, okay, I'm going to pick this maniple. And I'm assuming by when they mean available to lead the firebrands, that's any loyalist and or generic maniple. Do um, they have loyalists and traitor maniples? There is a single maniple that is bespoke to a single legio. Okay. Everything else can be taken by anybody. Got it. <laughs> so just bam, all of it. You know, hey, you get in and you don't have to pick the maniple beforehand, like you said. So, hey, I get in real close. I'm going to be a Ferox light maniple and I'm going to take knife fighters, which lets me use my freaking ballistic skill as my weapon skill. I'm going to blow you to pieces. Probably a good hey, time to make some... Uh little uh, cue cards to figure out which uh, <laughs> right? maniple you want. Yeah, like, hey, I, I got my hot dog into a good position. Uh, well, time for scorched earth, buddy. We're, we're catching <laughs> folk on fire. That's pretty cool. And for two points, that's that seems like a fun trait to have. Yeah, or even, you know, something dumb like, hey, well, beginning of any round... It's not something that would be like, oh, hey, I'm going to play an Axiom Maniple to be able to issue more orders in case I fail. Uh -huh. uh, although, if you only had two Titans left, why not? Uh, yeah, no, the, the possibilities are not endless, but certainly more than I can think of in the 15 seconds I'm... <laughs> that you're allowed to have. I'm allowed to have to strategy. think about it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, it's a fun one. Like, Impetuous Machine Spirit... I like, but it is, you know, take it or leave it, depending on how much you trust your dice. Maniple of one, though. That's a lot of fun. Then they got the war gear. Yep, Infernus missiles. Any Legio Ataris Titan may take Infernus missiles as an upgrade to their Apocalypse missile launchers for 15 points. Uh, if a unit takes at least one hit from an Apocalypse missile launcher equipped with Infernus missiles, Place a five-inch blast marker under the unit. <laughs> yeah. In the end phase, any model with at least part of its base on the marker suffers a strength four hit, ignoring void shields and ion shields. Titans suffer this hit to their legs. In addition, and this is the important thing, uh, blocking terrain touched by the template takes a strength four hit, and if not destroyed, is set alight. <laughs> in the end phase Whoosh, burning you're now on fire burning terrain suffers a strength four hit and deals a strength four hit to any models in it as detailed above Whoa. after resolving any hits the fire goes out and the marker is removed so a lot of fun uh <laughs> you're not right. going to be burning down any like huge warlord blocking pieces of terrain. Cause I think those need like a 14 on the die to run the risk of collapsing them. Um, 
but it's fun. And it's one of those traits that isn't that great right now uh, because strength four hits are essentially meaningless to most Titans, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, knights don't really care because they get their maximum shave against it and you still need a five up or a four up to do any damage to the damn things. Um, this is very much, I think, future-proofing for smaller things to be on the battlefield. I'm just saying. Gotcha. Uh, and then the personal traits. Uh, the first one is headstrong. In the end phase, the princeps and yours may choose not to discard any orders issued to their titan, in effect carrying forward the order into the following round without the need to make a command check. Uh, note that shutdown orders and other effects that change a titan's current order are still applied as normal. That's pretty handy, I feel. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Uh, again, this is another good punchy titan one. Yeah, if you want to just keep on going forward yeah, and charging. Keep on charging. There you go. Uh, or for, for something like a warmonger, uh, you know, I'm first firing every turn. Yeah. That's and what I have do. to roll about it. Yeah, don't have to think about it. It just happened. Uh, speaking of thinking, there's unconventional thinker is the next one. Uh, once per battle after an enemy Titan has declared its action, but before it moves or fires, the princeps Titan can be moved D6 in any direction and it's facing changed by up to 90. Uh, it can't take the Titan through impassable terrain or other models. Hmm. Is that this D6 that is like, ah. <laughs> uh, no, 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 Jesse. No. This real good. Yeah? Yeah. I guess it's being able to change your facing by up to 90 degrees, not the D6 yes. of movement. I see. Yes. That's, that's the important part here. Yeah. The 90 so, degrees is the meat. The D6 is just the cherry. Yeah, that's that's, that's a flavor. weird cake that I'm describing, but yeah, it's a strange cake. But <laughs> in this, the year of our Lord 2021, who are we to judge? Ah, but no. yeah, hey, that warhound has gotten behind you up under your voids and is about to execute you like you're a freaking white Russian at 1919. <laughs> no, oddly specific. <laughs> Roll d6 inches. Go forward an inch or two, flip 90 degrees, deal with something else, you know, not give it all away. Right. Uh, and it's D6 in any direction. That's the big one. Mm-hmm. So you can just say, hey, I'm going to move. Uh, you're about to charge me, and it looks like you're, you know, you're a reaver. You're like, like 10 inches away. You got a nine-inch move. Just back it up. Just back it up there. No big deal. <clears throat> All right. Yep. I, I, I can get behind that. Yeah. Get behind it. It's real good. Uh, and then the last one is the Shadem Drift Veteran. Uh, during the combat phase, the princeps may choose one of their titan's weapons. Any armor rolls resulting from hits by this weapon may be re-rolled this round. If the princeps is targeting a titan from the Death's Head or Tiger, tiger Eyes Legios, then hits from all of the princeps titan's weapons <laughs> may re-roll their armor rolls because fuck those guys specifically. We got preferred enemy out in the field now. <laughs> right? And again, if you want to know why that's true, yell at the heresy grad school guys to do a thing on the crucible of iron. Mm. Um, 
I, I love this. This is this is great for those high volume, low strength weapons like mega bolters, gatlings, all those missiles. Mm-hmm. Uh, when hey, you know, I've already done a bunch of damage to this guy. I just need to fish for that five up to do a point of damage and kill it. Yep. Because it's not reroll ones. It's just anything you want. Don't get that five or six. Just try again. Uh, Firebrand seems like a very uh, solid Legio. Yep. Yep. I'm not thrilled with the paint scheme. Uh, it's red and like a light cream. yellowish cream. Yeah. It has like that word bearer's red to it. Not quite yeah. deep crimson, but. Yeah. Like a mid-tone red and like so, an off-brand white. Yeah. And then the <laughs> warlord they have is like almost all cream with just red highlights. And it's. Eh. I actually like that better. It seems like. All the, cream. Yeah. It seems like their majority color is red for most of them. But mm-hmm. the tempered by fire warlord battle titan. It's a lovely cream with some red. All right. Moving on to the final two uh, Loyalist Legios, and then I think we'll call it, wrap it up for tonight. We have Legio Ignatum, the Fire Wasps, Dave's Legio. Uh, if he, I'm assuming he still plays Fire Wasps, yeah? Oh, he's got like four Legios. Who knows what he's doing? <laughs> I know it's 28 millimeters, the Ignatum, so... What we got here is one of the Triad Ferrum Morgan. <laughs> one of the Triad Triad Ferrum Morgulus, the three originating Morgulus. Thank you. The three originating Titan Legio Legions of Mars. The Fire Wasps broke free from the Fabricator General when they chose to fight for the Imperium during the Horse Heresy. Known for their ironclad loyalty, Legio Ignatum was often tasked with guarding places of extreme significance the greatest of which was the Imperial Palace upon Terra itself. Legio trait, we loyal few. Legio Ignatum Titans may reroll hits of one when making attacks against an enemy Titan within 12 inches of them during the combat phase. And this is a sort of bonus that I like for a Legio. Like, it's not game-breaking by any means, but it's a cool little trick. Um... And I, I especially like it because I tend to be within 12 inches of enemy Titans. <laughs> I, I like knife fighting. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Yeah. And re-rolling ones is always nice. Another good one for uh, punchy and short-ranged uh, Titans, obviously. Yep. Yeah, God, especially for punchy Titans because for the most part, <laughs> they're hitting on twos. Yep. So, so expect guarantee pretty it. much everything. Yeah. Uh, one of their stratagems for a single stratagem point is punish their folly. This stratagem can be purchased by any Legio Ignatum player. Play this stratagem when an enemy Titan ends its move within three inches of a Legio Ignatum Titan as part of a charge order. Before any attack, before any attacks are resolved, that Legio <laughs> Ignatum Titan can immediately make an attack using their ballistic skill with a weapon without the melee trait. <laughs> I, uh, I'd read through all of these, you know, when the book came out, and I I skimmed them again in preparation for this, but I totally uh-huh. forgot that that was a thing. This is awesome. Because it's, because <laughs> the best thing is, ends its move within three inches. Yeah. So you could say, oh, God, I'm, I'm going to charge the shit out of that Fire Wasp Titan. Miscalculate, because there's no pre-measuring, because this is a gentleman's game. Mm-hmm be out of range to swing and just get friggin' bellicose in the face for it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can still, even if you do succeed on that charge, you're still going to get a ballist, uh, 
blast to the face. Yeah, and and this is where. Um, but yeah, and the folly part comes in when you totally flip mm. uh, fluke on that charge. Yeah. Oh, but oh, it's not even that. So, one of the great underestimated things uh, when people first start playing Titanicus is the targeted attack against an enemy weapon. Uh, oh, blow off his power fist. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, oh, I'm a little warhound. I got my mega bolter and my... So, yeah, I guess you could call shot the power fist or whatever mm-hmm. chain fist they got. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess you're going to have and the head normally, button now. They normally get disabled on like a 10 or something. Like they don't take a whole lot uh, mm-hmm. to put out of action. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and then, oh, no, you're going to smash attack me with your weapon skill? It's probably like a four or five. Oh, no. Here comes his kneecap. Look out. That was that was super worth it, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like it owns up to its name. Yeah, for for one point. Oh, that's a fun little trick to have up your sleeve. Yeah, for one, and, and it only takes once, right? Because you don't tell people what, your strat- what stratagems you're bringing. You just pick them. Yeah. Man. Steven with his five punchy reavers bring this stratagem once and see how many times he wants to do that again. (laughs) (laughs) Next up, we have uh, guard the gates for two stratagem points. Uh, This stratagem can be purchased by any Legio Ignatum player. Play the stratagem at the start of the first round strategy phase. Any friendly Legio Ignatum Titans can be issued the first fire order without the need to make a command check. Uh. I, that, that that's my full opinion yeah. on this. Um, it's not a super cool trick, but it is, I don't know, it, it requires a lot of uh, setup if you want to get first, the most out of it. Yeah, first round strategy phase. Um, so it's super situational, right? You just got to be playing one of those missions, right? Like the, the one. Oh, yeah, first round, yeah. Uh, yeah, like mm, that's what that's uh, okay. what makes it eh. Like if it was, you know, Play in the start of any strategy round, then that's a different story. Sure. Um, But the first round for two points, situational. Like, I'm I'm not saying it's bad uh, because there are some missions where, hey, you start off, you know, the enemy deploys in the center of the table and you deploy all the way around him. Uh Uh-huh. Probably want to take some extra shots. Um, But certainly not as fun as punish their folly. Right. Next up for Legio specific war gear, the fire wasps have gravitonic sensor array. Any Legion Ignato, uh, Legio Ignatum Titan may make a gravitonic sensor array for 15 points. Apply a plus one modifier to all hit rolls made by a Titan with this upgrade against a target that is at least 25% obscured. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Auto include. 15 yeah. points a Titan. So so, suddenly, uh, suddenly uh, cover becomes a liability. Well, I not a benefit, right? Oh, it's that's a minus. because it just cancels out more or yeah, less. Yeah, it cancels out. Um, but again, you have a maniple of five Titans. It's 75 points to bring all of them with gra- gravitonic sensor arrays. Ignore like, cover. <laughs> what were you spending that 75 points on, bro? You know, like... <laughs> Yeah, that is pretty That night for that banner that you didn't bring? Eh, F it. Um, and even if it's just a few, right? I, I think it really benefits... Some of your key ones, like a Warbringer or something, where you need to make sure those hits land. Yeah, like, 
a warbringer or you know even even one of your more knife fighty like a, a warhound that likes to hide behind terrain oh yeah but, so you know a lot of times it's well i can put myself into 25 percent by using that kind of intervening building or whatever but it's harder to hit the enemy because i'm giving them 25 percent yeah no longer 15 points it's just yeah. helping this is pretty cool this is pretty cool yeah i, I like it a lot yeah. 15 points doing it all day nice personal traits death before dishonor the princeps's titan may reroll failed hit rolls if their titan has suffered critical damage however during the damage control phase they must spend any repair dice to repair disabled weapons before repairing any other kind of damage if possible <laughs> wow it, it just brings back memories yeah um, <laughs> uh, of people yelling death before dishonor at three thirty-three in the morning oh. <laughs> it's a fun time that's what they yell when they uh, drum people out of uh vmi uh. <laughs> and now all the fun is brought onto the tabletop with the fire wasps Right? All that fun and more <laughs> <laughs> can be yours with the Triad Federal Mogolis. I find it interesting. Yeah, the, it's cool. You can reroll failed hit rolls if you have critical damage, but you got critical damage and you're just trying to repair disabled weapons first. It's a little rough, but. It is a little rough, but honestly, a lot of people don't. I mean, you know, 90% of the time when you hit the other guy's weapon, that's a failure, mm -hmm. right? Like I, <laughs> right. I would have, I wanted to hit part of him. And there's also, you know, a warp missile, uh, an unlucky, you know, hey, those knights ran up, got under my shields for a turn, and then I massacred them, but I've got this point of critical damage. Uh, and I don't really care about it because my shields are still up, but it does sure. suck. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I like it. It's a... It's it's enough of a fluff that you really enjoy it, but it's still good enough that you don't feel like you're sacrificing to play the fluff of your Legio. Got it. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, we got a Foe Slayer next. During the combat phase, the Princeps may choose one of their Titan's weapons. Add one to the result of all armor rolls made with the chosen weapon. If the Princeps is targeting a Titan from Legio Mortis or Legio Tempestus, the Princeps may choose two of their Titan's weapons to add one to the result. If you don't know why that is, I direct your attention to uh, Mechanicus. Yeah. Yeah, read read that. T tell you all about it. <laughs> um, but y you can't go wrong because this isn't once per game or anything. This is just during the combat phase. Mm -hmm. I like those just mm -hmm. flat mm -hmm. bonuses for the entire game. And this is a great one for a warlord because the amount of times your fire, like, you know, the apocalypse missile launchers are great until the shields come down. But hey, man, take 10 strength five after I've nailed you with the, like a couple of plasma annihilators or something. Or, I mean, yeah. really for any, any Titan can benefit from this. Um, strength five megabolter to the back is suddenly <laughs> a strength seven megabolter to the uh, strength eight. You start adding in the like, squadron and all that. Yeah, it's nice. I like it. Very cool. And then finally, we have Eternal Guardian. Once per combat phase, the Princeps may re-roll a single armor rolls resulting from hits from any of their weapons if they have not moved voluntarily or involuntarily in the same round. 
this is not as good as Faux Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> Just straight up. Um, but only not as good because there's that requirement that you can't have moved. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on like a Warbringer or a Warlord, this could be the way to go. Because a lot of times with those, you know, you're firing that Bellicosa and it's strength a billion. <laughs> and all you've got to do is roll not a one. You know? And what do you do? You, you hit them with it and you roll snake eyes because that's the way your life is. Because it's 2021 and everything is awful. <laughs> uh, not, not so Eternal Guardian. We only get or one again. one single roll. Oh right, because you're rolling two. Sorry, yep. Yeah, ignore yeah. me. <laughs> it's been too long since I played. I just kind of um, watch from the sidelines. Some someday, someday. someday. You roll up the um, sleeves, get them vaccines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thursday. I'm excited. Nice. Good for you. Um. But yeah, it's a fun one. Like if if you've got a bigger engine, it it can be worth it. It's just that you can't have moved, and it's in the combat like, eh. a little lackluster. But honestly, nearly everything else that's on the fire wasps is really good. So yeah, like I I really love punish their folly. I like guardians of the gates, gravitonic sensor array, super good, loyal few, really fun. You can't go wrong with this. Looks like <clears throat> no, it's a. It has lived up to being one of the top three Legios. Uh, of course, you do have to paint that scheme. Yep, looks like a black trim with a fun honeycomb and crazy lines of red and yellow. Yeah, like a, a yellowish orange, maybe? Yep, if you like painting, uh, you know, Imperial you... Fists and Blood Angels, you might enjoy this uh, scheme. And enjoy free-handing hexagons. Yeah, or, or find something. I don't know. <laughs> hey, you're not getting the tra- the transfers are gone. <laughs> the transfers are gone. Free hand. You probably gone. find some like a like a fingernail art uh, oh, that's stencils. True. Yeah, you might be able to get away with that somewhere. All right, and we got the final one, a uh, final loyalist legio of the night. Yeah, the legio venator, the iron spiders. And for those of you that are wondering why iron spiders, it's because their forge world of Arachnus, uh, they stand guard over it, defending it against the, and I quote, native arachnid megafauna. So for those of you with arachnophobia, don't think too hard on what you need a 110 foot tall battle robot to defend against arachnids (laughs) that are large. Don't big spiders yeah don't let that thought come into your mind or at least don't Um, dwell on it yeah certainly don't dwell on it don't dwell on the fact that there are baby spiders the size of bull elephants probably running around in their thousands uh, in the hinterlands of forge world arachnus so their legio trait is loyalty above all as you'd expect from a loyalist legio that's not uh, the first uh, Legio Venator Titans ignore the Princeps Wounded critical damage effect. In addition, friendly Legio Venator Titans add one to the result of any command check they make while within six inches of the uh, Princeps Seniorus' Titan. Which isn't bad. Uh, because that Princeps Wounded, it, it's hard to get. 
right? Because most people aren't mm-hmm. aiming for the head of your Titan because it, it's better armored. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, if your Princeps is wounded, the Titan automatically fails any command checks it makes, and then you roll a d6, and if you roll a 1, the Titan takes shutdown orders, uh, which means it can't do anything and its shield's collapsed. Which sucks. It is not good. <laughs> not good, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so, again, it's a fun little, hey, this, this problem isn't going to be your problem. For a Legio trait, I'll take it. Solid. But they have another one called One Mind. At the beginning of each round, Titans within a friendly Legio Venator Maniple may be formed into squadrons. Each squadron may contain a maximum of two Titans and cannot include a Titan that is already part of a squadron. These squadrons last until the end of the round. Titans formed into a squadron in this manner cannot merge void shields but follow all other squadron rules as normal. So yeah, they can't merge void shields, which is a bummer, because mm-hmm. uh, that's what a lot of people think is sort of the big bonus of squadrons, and it is. It is a big bonus, but there are two things that I really like about this. One, it's optional. Yeah. And the second is you're pretty much so when when you're fighting another legio, you don't want to have one of your titans shooting at every one of the enemy's titans, right? You want to gang up on them. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty natural to have two of your titans trying to pick on one of the enemy. And if they're in a squadron, not only do they act together so you can fire both of them before the enemy can react, but you're getting plus one to that armor roll because they're squadron together, coordinated strike. Which is just delightful. Yep. And it's not, you're not forced to do it, it's just for the turn. So if you really want to have more activations than your opponent, um, for a variety of tactical reasons why you'd want that to happen. Quote, you're unquote, not break up yeah, on that you're, round. You're not like forced into it. But there are really also good. there are also times when you're like, man, I really want or even even not, right? Even if it's, hey, I'm going first because I won the role. Um, but there are two things that I really need to have happen before the enemy gets to, you know, first fire. Right. Or I need to get two shots in before he can take that one shot. And you just, hey, these two Titans, they're in a squadron. They're going to act together. They're going to go first. Yep. And you can get them out of trouble or get their shots off or whatever it needs to happen before the enemy can do it. I love it. One mind is fantastic. Also, don't think too hard uh, about giant spiders with one mind. Yep. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Moving right along. Uh, they're Third, Legio trait. Wow. Mm. Right? Uh, and this, yeah. was the, this was the only uh, maniple, or the only a Legio here that had more than one. Uh, and it's the only Legio that I can think of that has three. Because huh. uh, normally it's, you know, you get a couple of Legio traits, and then you get a stratagem, and then you get a war gear. Like, that's sort of the, right. the vibe. Right. Um. But yeah, mobile force. Any Legio Venator Maniple may select a Reaver in place of any Warlord Titan as part of its mandatory components. Huh. Okay. Right? Like, All right. But also real handy when you want to take uh, some of the heftier Maniples in smaller points games, right? True. Uh, or that Regina Maniple. You can swap that out and bring more knights if you want to have a shit ton of knights mm-hmm. uh, and that's handy as well because there are some of these especially 
things like the Regina, um, things that are like, oh, here's your warlord, and you have Reaver er, and Warhounds. Yeah, and I can't remember what the name of the uh, the name of the manable for the life of me, but you get bonuses for those two sticking close together. But your warhound, like your warlord, can't keep up with warhounds, and your warhounds want to go fast, so it sort of suffers. Mm-hmm. Reavers are faster; they can keep up with their warhounds better. So it's it's a nice, nice little cherry on top of a couple of already pretty fun, interesting rules. Yeah, I think so. And no stratagems. <laughs> no stratagems, but that's okay, because they got war gear. And the war gear is blind launcher. Oh, God. <laughs> Any Legio Venator Titan may be equipped with blind launchers for 20 points. Once per game during the combat phase, a Titan with this upgrade may activate its blind launchers. If it does, until the start of the next combat phase, apply a minus one modifier to all hit rolls for attacks made against this Titan and a minus one for any hit rolls for attacks made by this Titan. Eh. Blind launchers can be activated at any point during the Titan's activation, uh, i.e. after it has made any attacks. Okay. All right. Well, that makes it a whole lot better. <laughs> I like how we had the full cycle of you're like, ah. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. They had me in the first half, not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is great. Like, it, you suffer a little bit, um, but, but I can't imagine how because you shoot first, yeah, right? If, yeah. I guess if you get excited and say, blind launchers. Oh, oh God. Well, really what it is, it's <laughs> it's so that uh, you shoot, right, in the combat phase, yeah. you blind launcher, and then if you first fire right after that, uh, that's the only serious problem you should have. Uh, but I love it. Mm-hmm. I love that it's after you shoot. Even if it wasn't, it would be good, right? Because, oh, I'm going to full stride. But blind launchers, yeah, minus one to hit me. Weren't planning to shoot anyway, so yeah. Yeah, like, I don't care. Um, yeah, this is a great Legio. I Very really, cool. really enjoy it. Because um, everything is, like, mobile force, okay, if you don't want to swap out your warlords, that one's wasted. Mm-hmm. But everything else can have an impact every game you play, right? Because, again, blind launchers, they're only 20 points. Even if you don't have them on every Titan in your Legio, you're probably going to have it on one. Put them on your punchies. Yeah, put it on your punchy ones. Put it on those Warhounds that are going to full stride at some point. Hell, put it on your Warlord just so you can say, ah, it's taking some damage. I'm going to make it harder harder to hit. Mm -hmm. Or even metagame it, right? Because if... I was playing an enemy, and he only had blind launchers on one thing, and it was his warlord. You know, maybe I just don't even try and kill it, knowing that it'll take that little bit of extra to bring down a warlord, which is hard as hell to kill anyway. Yeah. Uh, and then they got some personal traits, like they always do. The first one, Burning Hatred. Uh, once per round, when the Princeps Titan causes critical damage to an enemy Titan, the Princeps may immediately make an attack with one of its weapons chosen by the controlling player. After <laughs> resolving the effects, roll a d6 on the reactor overload table for the Princeps Titan. What in the world? Talk about having you in the first half. Yeah. Because you read that first sentence, and damn, right? Because that's what always happens, right? Because it's once per round, 
So really, in the combat phase, when you've caused that point of critical damage, you always want to follow it up, right? You never want to let critical damage sit because you know you're only a couple of points away from killing the damn thing. And you don't want it to repair. Yeah, you don't want it to repair. You don't want it to move. You don't want it to respark voids. You want it dead. Give that nice one-two punch. But you do suffer... A reactor overload. (laughs) A reactor overload. uh, And just to reiterate for people that are unfamiliar uh you roll the d6 on a one to two you take a strength nine hit to the body bypassing voids troublesome for a warhound pretty ignorable for a warlord Mm -hmm. Uh, on a six you take d3 strength nine to the body bypassing voids very concerning for a warhound still not a big deal for a warlord the problem though is three to five your titan's shields collapse immediately not great and if you have no shields it counts as a six not terrible oh a uh, six on the d6 okay so then you're yeah six, on the six. D6. okay got it, got it, got it. yeah so there's two-thirds of the time when you're rolling that die your shields are down um so generally worth it i think um, if you're, you know, if you haven't critted it randomly on your first attack that did any damage, you know, if you've matched out the body's damage track and you've put a critical hit on it, hell yeah, I'll take a reactor overload to fire my Vulcan Mega Bolter again or called shot with my Turbo Laser Destructors or whatever it takes to kill that damn thing. <laughs> Good times. Yeah, but you do pay a heavy price. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up is Crusade Veteran. Once per game, after resolving a repair roll made as part of an emergency repairs order, the Princep may discard the order and immediately be issued a second order. This second order can be another emergency repair order. <laughs> <laughs> even, okay. even if an emergency repair order is removed in this manner, the Princeps Titan can still only be activated in either the subsequent movement or combat phase. Uh-huh. So you still take the downside of the emergency repair. But you can issue another order. And uh, that's great. Yeah. Um, honestly, 90% of the time, I feel like it's going to be another emergency repair. Which, for a once-per-game thing, fantastic. You know, my shields are down. I've taken a point of critical damage. Yeah, double emergency repairs. You're Why on a not? Warlord. Yeah. Because um, otherwise, like, full stride doesn't do any good uh, because you can only move in the movement or combat phase, so that's not helpful. Uh, first fire, I can see that happening if you really need to get that shot in before the enemy goes. Mm-hmm. Like if they're about um, to charge you or something. Yeah, or, you know, they're going to get out of arc or whatever. Um, charge, the same thing. Like if you have a punchy reaver or something uh, and you think you can do enough damage that way to make it worthwhile. Split fire, uh, probably going to be the second most common one after emergency repair. Because um, it doesn't, you're not losing out on anything by not moving in the movement phase, but you can, you know, target multiple guys in your combat phase. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and then I don't know, shut down, I guess, if you really flub that first emergency repair <laughs> order and don't want to risk it. Just For that yeah. one time you get to use that this game. Yeah. Oof. Hopefully you're not in that position. Yeah. Uh, and then Superior Tactician. Uh, the presence of the Princeps adds one additional stratagem point to their battle group that may be used before the battle to purchase stratagems. Oh, that's handy. <laughs> right? <laughs> ah. Who doesn't love more stratagem points? Yeah, it's real nice to have more stratagem points because uh, there's always a one-pointer that you can at throw in last second. Uh, but a lot of times, especially if you like a three-point stratagem, like I like Miracle of Mars, the three-point mm -hmm. stratagem. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, in a four-stratagem game, that kind of forces me to take a one-pointer. Take Superior Tactician, two-pointer. I'm going to take a battle, like a battlefield asset that's cool or any of the myriad good two-point stratagems. It's handy. And honestly, this is one of the ones that... Like, well... So a lot of these Princeps and Yours traits, there's an obvious good one or there's an obvious bad one. And in the, God, are we on like 30 Legios now? Some of them, Who there's knows? an obvious good one <laughs> and an obvious bad one, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's an auto take ignore the rest. This is one of the few Legios that I like all three of these. Mm-hmm. Burning, <laughs> burning hatred, man. You want to get that kill? Get you that kill. Crusade veteran. You, you want know, to keep going? You can yeah, keep if, going. If you're of the Prussian mindset that a Titan's first mission is to not blow up, there it is. Uh, and if you just like having cool shit and playing dirty tricks on your enemy, Superior Tactician is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Iron Spiders, not for arachnophobes, for literally everyone else. Yep, and got a fun, uh, like, slate gray. Yeah, it's like a Space Wolf gray, and, that kind of lightish blue-gray. And a white. There's a white and a light gray to it. With and a the little, weird... uh, web motif. <laughs> yeah, the the white, well, not the arm, not the fist, but on the, the major armor panels, the white has a lovely black spider web motif on it. Mm-hmm. Black trim. Yeah, black trim. It, it'd be a super easy paint job, except for, you know, white. But that's why God made contrast paints. It's fine. Pretty much. Yeah, I can so, see that's pretty easy, a contrast. Yeah, yeah. And, and just a real, real Or if you want to go with like a white marble and then a gray marble, I think you can get by with that too. Ooh, that would be pretty, yeah. But yeah, Iron Spiders. Yeah, that's right. This is the one that Zach's talking about doing. Yep, yep. Because it's all about that spooky, Spider spooky motif. Yeah. And with that, that is the Legios that are loyalists. <laughs> Loyalist Legios. We got here eventually. From Crucible of Perdition. I don't know what it's called anymore. Crucible, Crucible of Retribution. Retribution, excuse me. This Erdesh. This is... The, the sectors Dan gave us. <laughs> we play in his world now. The house that Abnet built. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for hanging out with us for another night. 
if you enjoy this program, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Go ahead and subscribe. Uh, tell your friends about us. Tell your family about us. Uh, take Grandma's iPhone and hit the subscribe button on her iPhone, too. Uh, you can join our Discord server on the link over here in the description of the show notes. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at RR30K Podcast. Visit our website, rr30k.com, which is where you'll also find the Battlefleet Heresy Compendium, our Battlefleet Gothic uh, supplement for 40K, or BFG. I'm lost. I'm tired. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a 30... We'll Check call it out. It the, Thir- the 30K supplement to Battlefleet Gothic. There you go. Check it out at rr30k.com. You can also... Uh, go over to Instagram at remembrancers underscore retreat. Uh, you can also become a patron. If you really enjoy our program and would like to support us financially, go over to patreon.com forward slash RR 30 K podcast. And with that, I'd also like to thank all of our patrons. Once I pull it up on here on the board, like, so here we go. Like, so Yes. Starting with our Legion Praetors, Alex Self, Chris Mack, Jacob Dillon, Garner.Tree of Woe, Joe from Music City Heresy, Luke Rizzuto, Matthew Boyce, Mr. Baldwick, Nicholas Quinga, and Sar Luther. Our Legion Centurions, Andrew N., Angry Boy, John Christensen, M. Tanzer, Queen Corswain, Scott LeMay, and the original Applesauce. And finally, our Legion Sergeants, Aaron Maynard, Duncan, Emily O'Hare, Garrett Lowe, Mr. Sear, Nicholas Gillen, Lazoy, and What Do I Call Myself? Thank you all so much for your support. We greatly appreciate it. And as uh, for a little fun little plug, if you enjoy more Titanicus, uh, go over to uh, God Engine Cast. Uh, Martin's a fun guy, and he does a solely Titanicus-themed podcast, so go check him out. I'm sure he's reviewed this book already. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. We've we've been busy. We we got distracted by Dark Angels and you know, when your when your tech priest plays Dark Angels and after a trillion years they finally get rules. We got to come to a full stop and uh, get You that tend to situated. talk about that a lot. <laughs> All right, and with that, until next time, keep those dice rolling. We'll catch you later. Bye. Bye.